Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. It's not too late for Aaron Rodgers to get traded to Will Fortune. Welcome to a post-draft edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Devontae Smith fan, Daniel Hardigan. Did you guys know that he joins Herschel Walker and Sam Bradford as the only two Heisman guys to play in Eagles history? Welcome to the club, Devontae. <laughs> it's, it's a, a small club, but you're already the best player. Who, who likes uh, Trump more Heisman. out of those two? Uh, Sam Bradford and Herschel Walker are just is that a tie splitting each other Trump in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, your team isn't fucking around with this revamped O line. How you feeling about it? It's we'll talk about it in great length and detail later on. But you just gotta love it when you know that your team is down to just one thing that's wrong with it, and you can just hit that over and over again until it feels like. You're insane for doing it. And then it all comes together in our second Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, lastly, as always, we have Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson in the house. Jamel, did you dream about getting Aaron Rodgers last night on the football team? Of course I did. As soon as I saw the reports, I was like, I'll give you my body. <laughs> That's all he Whatever wants. Whatever you want. Yeah, That's what he's demanding. Holler at me, fam. So we're back in the in our regular format. We've been doing lock. I think we've put out five locker room shows since we've done our last one of these. So two people who haven't listened to this version of the show in a while, uh, as we've alluded to on the locker room shows, it's a little bit more buttoned up. We have some hotter takes. The takes are sizzling. Yeah, you act way weirder. Your dog loses her fucking mind. Nothing I can do. Kim is in D.C. I have done everything I can to get this dog ready for this show and yet she is acting like a bitch um any any notes you guys want to hit before we get into the show uh happy to be back uh thank you so much for content very exciting i'm just glad that both of you guys had a good enough draft that we're back into really talking about football instead of the despair that you guys were feeling during the postseason the immediate postseason like now you guys are optimistic about your teams again circle is complete i don't know despair yeah i didn't feel despair he's the one feeling despair uh we'll get to that though too we're going to talk about we're going to give our teams draft grades but let's start the show how we always do every week about what we hated about watching football this last week uh specifically the draft i'm guessing is going to come into play danny do what you do what'd you hate about football this week 
Well, I am going to make this a specific what I hated about the draft because that's all the football we have right now to go on besides the Aaron Rodgers titillating gossip, which we can't talk about enough and we'll probably do again later. So draft specific, this is what I hated. I hate, and maybe this has been said, but I hated that you had to really watch college football. That that's, that is what, that's the language of the draft and you're sort of just kind of piecing it together based on what other people are saying if you don't actually watch these college football games. You might think Devontae Smith sounds great, but how much of them have you really watched? A couple of highlight packages, maybe you got the national championship game. That's about it. You don't really know the guy. I don't really know my guys, but that's just kind of the way it is when you don't give a fuck about college. And I don't. I mean, I watch football all day Sunday. And also the occasional Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday. I can't imagine what the marriages of the people who also watch college football on Saturday are like. I, I mean, either you have a wife who's like also an Auburn diehard, or she's just shit-faced in the dining room texting the coworker at public she's been fucking. Like, there's, there's no other way your marriage could survive. I'm not going to do that. So I'm stuck just believing all the stuff that the beat writers say about whether or not a guy is good, knowing full well that historically they're about 80 to 85% wrong every year. But fuck it. We got new players. We can all believe in a bright future again. And now we can really feel good as we gear up for a grueling five months without any type of football whatsoever. Uh, I have to just jump on to Danny's back here and then we'll open it up because I hated the same thing. So I may as well just piggyback off your point uh, that the draft forces us to talk about college football, watch college football clips. So I went in and I was like, okay, we have 32 NFL teams that already feels like it's a lot to keep track of at all times. There are 893 college football teams in the United States. Is Chapman in there? Does that count? Yes, yes. There are 254 Division I schools, which obviously the the majority of these players are going to be coming from. But before you write off the junior colleges, the D2s and the D3s, there are dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of examples of guys who are drafted and still play in the NFL from all these other schools. Josh Allen was at Reedley College. That's a JUCO. Division two, uh, Tyreek Hill, Danny. Mm-hmm. How about Malcolm Butler, Austin Eckler, a bunch of other dudes still in the league. And then Division three, still eight dudes on active rosters who are Division three players. P- Pierre Garçon was a Division three beast. I played against him. <laughs> Fucking Khalil Mack was on Buffalo. They were D3, and then they that school made the jump to D1 while he was there. So... Nothing makes sense because there's so many times when a guy's incredible in college and then just can't figure out the program. Just look at the list of Heisman Trophy winners. Recently, they've kind of panned out. But historically, if you win the Heisman, that, there's no guarantee you can even make an NFL team. So you can be the best college football player that year and not be successful in the NFL or not even be good enough to make a team. So how the fuck are we supposed to keep up with who – like no one knows I don't I know that's why they have teams of people doing this all year round going to every college in the country to just pluck out one guy who might work out but it is and then we're supposed to know what's going on we don't in all the other podcasts and 
fucking Twitter accounts and whatever NFL coverage shows, they're just making it up and they're lying to you and it's fodder. And I know you are thirsty for football and that's all we can get. But uh, we're not going to pretend we know about college football because we don't. I will say one small correction on your facts. Uh, Tyreek Hill originally was at Oklahoma or uh, yeah, Oklahoma state, but uh, did get busted down to South Alabama after he choked his wife. So there is that. Gotcha. The old okay. reverse. Usually it goes, I choked my wife first, or I was too dumb to graduate high school. Juco first. Then we get bumped up. I've never seen a guy right. get bumped down. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you, you've got a lot of, you do have those guys who are just like, you know, they're, they're the problem children of their college. They do one fucked up thing and then they got to go, you know, back to the, to the, the last chance you type place that they go to. That's like the, uh, that's, you know, the bad kids class in your high school. That's where all those kids get the alternative learning area. Like we had it in the basement of our (laughs) high school where all the, all the kids who had a rap sheet started would go yeah, shout out to um richard milburn alternative summer school for uh getting me through biology Me- meant Hell a lot yeah. thank you and uh you know one final point about the draft and why it sucks is okay so mac jones goes at 15 to the patriots pretty much the last dude i've heard of at that point so even round one starts to drag a little bit and then day two and day three they are a fucking slog to me like i have no idea what's going on I'll just check and see who my team got, read up a little bit about him, and then I'll read the draft grades when the shit's over. And every team this year got like a B-plus or a B. Nobody did the stupid thing. Everybody is being, uh, you know, showered with praise like they're the smartest team in the planet. It's like, why are we giving all these people a pass? Like like Danny already said, 85% of these players aren't going to pan out. Hey Dan. So, hey Dan, calm what? down. Why don't you no, just I can't calm, calm down? down? Because every draft grade on <laughs> NFL.com is a B plus or a B. That's not what the way the shit's going to play out. What if you don't have to know everything, man? What if it's just fine? What if yeah, we're making shit up. This is the only time that sorry teams have hope, man. Let us have these pretend grades. That's true. And you know, I mean there are those teams who got low grades just because they only had three picks in the draft. You know, your Texans, your Seahawks, your Rams, that's what busts you down. Just not having enough picks, that's what makes you a bad drafter. Those picks could all hit. We just don't know anything, but that is that is the only way you can suck at the draft is just not drafting enough. It's dumb. Pretty much. Yeah, it is really dumb. Jamel, what would you hate about watching football this week? Um, well, what I hated about football this week, since there wasn't any on, this is one of my favorite times of the year, aside from the football team having real hope for an offseason championship. This is when the gear goes on clearance on NFLshop.com. <laughs> it's a great time. I picked up some great pieces. I have the I got the Tommy Bahama Atlanta Falcons coaches shirt. Originally priced at $175, got that bitch for 30 It should probably be 25 to begin with, but it is mine. Uh, the, the part that I hated is Nike has added another level, another tier of uh, replica jerseys. 
they have the limited jerseys they have like the game quality it's like vapor wave i don't know they got all these divisions but the lowest tier is the legend jerseys and these jerseys for lack of a better term suck dick i don't know why they exist they've taken it's a jersey and the numbers and letters are screen printed on but not even like in the old school way where it was like kind of painted on and you and like you could see through the holes in the mesh. Now it is all just one material like a bike jersey. This is like a Lance Armstrong fucking bike jersey. How the fuck am I supposed to wear this if I have a beer gut? I look ridiculous. You just look dumb as shit. It's like you're in a fucking bodysuit. Like you're supposed to go to the fucking ocean instead of the Jets game. And the nerve of, of Nike to call this the legend jersey. Oh, you're a legend. You're a legend. Oh, you got sauce on yourself. You're a goddamn legend. I like I bought one on accident because it was so cheap. I couldn't say no. I've wanted a New York Jets Jamal Adams jersey since they traded the man. 33. It's just a fun looking number. I think I was 33 at the time. I actually don't know how old I am as we're recording this. I get it's like $15 for this jersey with a Nike check on it. And it comes and it's like, yo. I might as well wipe my butt with this. I have to get a yard just so I could cut my grass in this stupid ass Jersey. Do you think the beer gut thing is a worry because we're in Los Angeles or do you think that's just nationwide? You think people, this is a worry of the football fan. I'm wondering if there is a small portion of people who love the legend Jersey and that this is what they've been waiting for. Yeah. To look like you got your body painted. With like the SI swimsuit with the jersey on it, yeah, you're the (laughs) you're Kate Upton now. No, there are places that these jerseys are routinely worn, like the where it's where all the bad clothes go. It's the Midwest. It's the you know it's it's those parts of the country where once the 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 clothes that were good that were that were stylish ten years ago they make their way out there, just like just like everything, just like all pop culture, all culture in general. It takes the low, the slow walk down from the big cities into the garbage parts of the country, and those people don't care what they look like. So it, it, they have their whole life, their whole lifespan is spent, you know, making its way to the right people, and eventually, Jamel, I think, aspires to be one of those people, just well, completely relaxed Jamel- outside of Los Angeles, outside of the strictures of you know the the Los Angeles. Uh, glitterati, you know, the good, the, the, the happy, shiny people of LA. And by the way, that's where I want to be one day too. So I'm not, wow. I'm not dogging. Well, I think Jamel has a, a internal battle going on at all times. Cause he wants to be that guy, but then he's also a better Jersey advocate where he wants jerseys to be held to a higher standard. So it's like, there's two things happening inside at once. I just, I just know that I'll never buy another one of these, but I do have situations in my life where this jersey will make sense and they will be applied appropriately. Hot wing eating contest. Yes. And, and, when, and the only place you can have a lawn is in the Midwest. There's, there are no lawns yeah, there's no, in Southern California. Unless you're, it's like, you got to be rich and that's so many people in LA. Uh, the addiction with yard work in LA is another, that's just some a, a separate issue I have entirely yeah if you do have a yard in la there's like a two-hour window on a tuesday that you can use it because otherwise somebody's blowing a leaf blower or lawn mowering it or the sprinklers are on there's no chance to use your lawn 
We are addicted to, I don't know what the county is addicted to more, cocaine or yard work. So look, the NFL draft sucks. These legend jerseys sucks, but you know it doesn't suck. The locker room app, Danny. Fuck, no, it doesn't suck. It is amazing. We're on there every Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're talking sports in our own little room. It's like you are the boss of your own AM sports radio show. It is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You can talk to me, you can talk to Jamel, you can talk to Dan, or you can talk to a real athlete or somebody who is an insider that actually knows what they're talking about. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, breaking down post-game, reacting to breaking news, everything on the Locker Room app. Uh, It is, like I said, free... It is a social media platform that's changing the game. You can host your own room or you can come in and join on with us. The SWLF butt fuck that we do every single week. Mm-hmm. We're hosting at 5 p.m. Like I said, mm-hmm. all you need to do is download the Locker Room app, the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whichever group you're interested in from soccer to badminton. Probably not that, but it's it's a possibility because it's your choice. So follow us. Sorry we love football. We're going to be on Locker Room once again, Mondays, 5 p.m. Every single week until the end of time. So join us. Girls are up. welcome. Girls are welcome. And you don't even have to be hot. Hey, if a girl comes in the room, I'm handed out gems. All the gems. You guys will know if you join the app, you'll know exactly what we mean, and we'll be jamming it up in no time. And also, this show brought to you by TakeLine. Sports, culture, takes, TakeLine has it all. It is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ. Renee Montgomery, Jamel, you know My all godmother. about the WNBA. Yeah, Damn she used straight. to babysit me. Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Damn, you should have done the sad read. It is a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture at large. Each week, Jan- uh, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. Let's talk about the state of our favorite teams. Uh, You know, draft grades, they get handed out. As we said, they're kind of uh, boring most times. And we're going to spice it up and talk about the actual states of our teams. I know Danny's going to give his glowing review, but who knows? Maybe Danny's going to come from somewhere else. So, Danny, how would you grade the Chiefs draft in 2021 well spoiler alert should have given that a spoiler alert because i am going to be positive about the team i don't know how i could not be though i mean it's it's just like i said earlier when your team has a clear need it makes drafting easy and so i gotta give this draft for the kansas city chiefs two mahomes is up because that's what he's going to be behind our top five offensive line He's going to be up. He's going to be walking around. He's he could actually take take a seat on a recliner, sit back, scan the field, 
just like we're watching the games, that's what that's basically the environment that he's going to be in. He's going to be he might as well be in his basement just watching red zone, seeing open players as far as the eye can see because that is the situation behind our new left tackle, which I'm going to say is part of the draft because we traded to get him a first-round pick. So he is de facto our first-round pick. Then we go second-round center. Then in the sixth round, maybe not talked about as much, grab another guard who had fallen all the way because of medical concerns. He was supposed to be a top-100 pick. Drops all the way to the 220s. We snag him. Three new linemen, folks. Not to mention the three fucking guys we picked up in the offseason just from, you know, grabbing uh, free agents. And then two guys coming in uh, after COVID opt-outs. We're going to have 90 O-linemen. Who cares about the rest of the team? That was the only problem we had. Maybe we needed a receiver. Sure. I guess that's a thing. Mahomes can throw to anybody. You know, I think I could go out there. Nobody would guard me because I don't, I, I, I'd basically been my entire sports career. Whenever I've done anything, whenever I've played soccer, nobody defended me. Basketball, you guys have played with me. <laughs> nobody really sees a need to cover me. You so I think I can catch a couple passes in yeah. this offense. And then defense, we grabbed a guy. He was our first round pick. Uh, or our first pick in the second round, and then we grabbed another guy later on. Who gives a fuck about the Kansas City Chiefs defense? This is going to be a great season. I don't know what more we can do besides go to another Super Bowl, except win it, but you know we've done that too. There's just not much more to accomplish. It's just going to be insane. It's like that, that year in the Madden franchise, if you guys enjoy playing franchise mode, where you've basically just manipulated the game to get every one of the best free agents and traded up in the draft to get a bunch of really high fake draft picks and you're just an ultra team. You can't lose. You win every game 45 to 6. I'm feeling like that's going to be our season. And you know without watching college football, you just go by what your team clearly values and try to figure out what the plan is. And the plan is clear. So, love it. Two Mahomes is up. Also, I won 2 out of 3 of my draft bets. Both of them were plus 140, so I feel like a, a fucking stud. BetOnline.com was popping. Uh, let me ask you uh, this. Will the league, will you guys lobby to the league to add a 12th player so you guys can just add an extra lineman? I, I would love it. Give us 12 on the give, field. And you should keep those those practice squad rules and the, the, you know, the loose uh, amount of players that you're allowed to dress rules that we had during the COVID season. Let's just keep that, man. Just everybody has 150 guys on their team, and you can dress any amount of them for any week. There's 17 games. There's going to be a lot of injuries. You got to be prepared for that. I think we are the most prepared for that. Every guy has a guy behind him who, if he played, I wouldn't lose my mind. And that's all I care about. People are going to get hurt. Since we started this podcast, I have found it tough to clap back or combat anything Danny says about his team, because I also agree that I think they're doing everything they should be doing. It seems like they, when you have Mahomes, you just go all in every season because you could just win the Super Bowl. And then you see on draft day, when you have like the Aaron Rodgers situation playing out, 
the Chiefs players basically making fun of that situation <laughs> by just saying how much they love being in Kansas City. It was great. And then them all just quote tweeting each other and raising their hand and being like, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm I love it here. Yeah, it was yeah. great. What a day. And I mean, Rodgers has every reason to be mad. Did you see the the report that uh, uh, the Bears sat down, had a formal conversation with Andy Dalton, letting him know that they're going to draft a quarterback? <laughs> I mean... With fucking Andy Dalton, you could you could literally you could draft a quarterback, then call Andy Dalton just to laugh in his face, and it's understandable. They did the exact opposite, and Aaron Rodgers has to be watching that, being like, "I can't wait to take another fucking week on Jeopardy and just decompress from how pissed off I am." And all that, and and he has to hide being gay. It's it's got to be rough. Yeah, is that just what happens when the entire city of Green Bay owns your team? Like, there's just not one person who could tell the GM, like, hey, dude, can we please get this shit figured out with Aaron Rodgers? It's just like there's no, you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody making the GM fix this other than the GM just thinks he's doing fine. Well, and Wisconsin, and especially those parts of Wisconsin, uh, because Milwaukee, Madison are cool. But the rest of Wisconsin is basically that kind of Scott Walker territory that like, you know, right to work, fuck the unions, like, you know, pro business. Those are the people who are complaining that Joe Biden gave everyone too much money. That's the type of person you're going to encounter in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So naturally, if the people own the team, then they're going to treat their employees like dog shit. Um, And then my question with that is, that GM was also there, and he's done this before, where he drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was still the MVP, beloved franchise quarterback. And it's just like you would think that they would have – remember when that happened? Uh, that was – Brett Favre was rubbed the wrong way, and it responded pretty much exactly how Rodgers is doing it. It just pretended to retire every offseason and – Everybody was unhappy. It's just like, why would you do the exact same thing? And you know what this also tells me, last thing about the Packers, is that they don't think Jordan Love is ready. If you're freaking out this much about losing Aaron Rodgers when two drafts ago you drafted his replacement in the first round. Yeah, because it was a dumbass pick. you be prepared pick. for him to leave? It was a dumb pick. It was How so about dumb. this? Aaron is right all so the time, dumb. and that's why he's so mad, and that's why he wears he, bowler hats now. I don't he's, think he's, right he's all the seen time. enough. He's always but right. That that pick was one of the worst picks I can ever remember seeing. And I know some guys just don't pan out, but you had a pick that just is going to make your own MVP leave the team. Like, what are you fucking doing? And it was a little early. I mean, I understand feeling like as the GM, you hit one time, you got Brett Favre out of there when he was getting old, and you replaced him with a better version of Brett Favre. And you feel like you can't lose. You're on a hot streak. So you bide your time, wait another decade and a half for your new quarterback who's good to get old. And then right at 37, start the process all over again. Problem is, the dude doesn't want to be 37 and getting put out to pasture. He feels like he has five more years because he's watching Tom Brady. So exactly, this is a fuck you to him. He responds with an MVP season and you... Look like a dick. Yeah. Come down the highway, yeah. Aaron. I'm Come 37. I'm Come not ready to retire. <laughs> yeah, we just started doing this damn show. You can't retire. 
No way. I got uh, at least six more seasons of podcasts in me, I think. I would say back to the last thing on the Chiefs is that um, it does seem like the AFC floor has risen a bit. I know there's two hilariously bad franchises, and I think Vegas and Houston. But now you have Jacksonville, who's not going to be a joke. And you have these other – I really think that like the rest of the AFC is going to be better. And I know we just pencil in the Chiefs every year, but I think the AFC is not – just hilariously bad anymore. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. To, I wish we had the the technical ability to go back to this point last year where everybody was saying the exact same fucking thing. It always happens every single year. What are you guys betting on? What do you guys think is going to happen? The, the, your, your big white knights in the AFC, you're hoping for the Bills and the Browns to do it again. Just storied franchises known for their winning ways. Give me a break. I'm not scared of them. If you want to come back at me with that annual bullshit about how the Chargers are the team to beat in the AFC West for the 10th straight season, yawn. I can't, we can't play that fucking record anymore. Have you, you guys are disrespecting my Titans again? That's, that's what I'm saying. You have the Titans, Titans the Bills done. and the Browns. Corey, they lost uh, Corey Davis. The, come on. The, Corey the Browns Davis improved. Old, man. Everybody's saying the Browns had the best draft out of any team. Because they you know, got they some were, defense. There were a few moments away from upsetting you guys in the playoffs. I know Mahomes had to exit the game. but Yeah, in the second um, quarter, people. We <laughs> did it with Chad Henney. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go with the Eagles draft. I'm going to – I think I said this, but I'm going B+. That does not mean I think the Eagles are going to be good next season. I, I still think the quest for 0-17 is still alive. But to reiterate what I've said on the locker room shows, trading – out of six and back to 12 was absolutely the right call. Uh, if we were still at six, uh, Pitts and Chase, who were the two people who we kind of would have stuck around at six to get, were gone at four and five. So it justified the move back. We got an extra first round. We get Devontae Smith, who we just didn't overthink it. Usually every fucking year, uh, Howie Roseman overthinks himself and winds up we watched like Justin Jefferson on another team just light it up and it's just horrible. But aside from all that crap, the big winner of this is Jalen Hurts for the Eagles because Justin Fields and Mac Jones were still available at 12 when we, or 11, I guess we moved up again with Dallas, which was strange, but both those quarterbacks were there and Easily could have picked one of them and nobody would have blinked twice or thought it was strange. And we didn't. And that means we're rolling with Jalen. And that's the only interesting part of our team is Jalen Hurts. What's he going to do next season? Other than that, I think we have no intrigue. We are not going to be competitive. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I hope, doesn't get hurt playing Jamel's Washington football team twice a year. Oh, God. Uh yeah, I don't know. No one knows what we're going to look like, and I just think it'll be bad. Why so wouldn't the draft, you believe in, fine. Why wouldn't you believe in Jalen Hurts? Why I do believe you, in Jalen Hurts. I'm saying, why don't, don't believe, you think you don't think he could win a, some games this year? The Giants are terrible. I don't believe in Nick Sirianni is part of the equation. Joe Judge uh, was hyping his dudes up last season. I have no hype Nick Sirianni stories other than he plays paper, rock, scissors with his potential draft class to see if they're competitive or not. Uh, I don't think he'll last in Philly for longer than one or two seasons. And 
It's a huge mistake that he's on our team. I hope I don't have to play this back on freezing cold takes in five years when he is looking like an amazing coach. But who cares? Guys, let's move on from the Eagles. Literally one of the least interesting teams in football right now. Wouldn't have said that a year or two ago. I can't believe how fucking boring they are. They just are. Can I ask one question? Who is playing left tackle for the Eagles this season? It's either going to be Andre Dillard, uh, who we drafted very highly, I think, a year or two ago and has not worked out yet. Or, God, why can't I think of the guy's name? He's the rugby player. Jordan Mailata. Oh, no, yeah, right. There's Jordan Mailata. He had never played American football in his life up until like three years ago. And was on the field last season. He was a seventh-round pick a few years back and has been fucking awesome. And everybody thinks he's just going to be the left tackle. So I'm cool with that. We have two dudes who are supposed to be good. We're getting Brandon Brooks back, who's an all-pro, but he gets hurt a lot. Jason Kelsey's a great center. We drafted his backup. Lane Johnson's a great right tackle. So the line should be good. Offense could be okay. You're right. That is boring. It's very boring. Jamel, Washington football team, draft grade, go. Well, uh, yeah, now that we're not the Redskins anymore and we're good, um, we're changing the culture. And it's not your traditional kinds of grades. We're kind of doing more of a Montessorial type thing. And (laughs) I'm giving my team an IWF or I'm fucking with it. I like what they're doing. I mean, we addressed pretty much all the needs I saw. You know, Chase is going to get a... Double teamed. We need somebody who can make plays in the middle of the field. We need some open field tackles, somebody who can get a pick. How about a linebacker with freakishly long arms? Sounds great. Picked, I would have liked to see one more offensive lineman, but a couple DBs. Uh, tight end with the whitest name I've ever heard, John Bates. <laughs> and a goofy name, Cameron Cheeseman. We picked oh, a long yeah. snapper. And the only person Todd McShay had nothing to say about. Two, one pick before he was saying, "You know what? I've been I've been watching a lot of long snapper film. I'm the long snapper expert." And then they picked two in a row, and he was just like, "Uh, he snaps it. Oh, uh, look at the ball." It's. I mean, are you worried as a team in the in the in the draft room in the war room that somebody's going to come up and grab your long snapper that you want? You know, I don't see why these guys are getting drafted at all. Sixth round. There's I shit mean, going on in the sixth round. There's linemen in the sixth round. I Tom Brady's in the sixth round. Yeah, I don't remember uh, us having any issues with long snapping either. It, I don't think we fumbled one punt at all last year. <laughs> well, these that's guys outsmart, These guys outsmart themselves. They're like, if we could just get the perfect long snapper, we won't have to worry about it for 15 straight years. Yeah. Even though that almost never works out that way. I mean, if he's some sort of long snapping legend, I'm definitely getting a Cheeseman jersey. That's yeah. That's a jersey you want to get a hold of. Actually, is it spelled the way we want it? Just cheese yes, man. Cheese man. Woo. Cameron Cheese man. That's a good. That's a good jersey. There's. I mean, I do want to get in depth because the Washington football team defense is awesome. It's going to be so fun it's to watch. Yeah. So be- Benjamin St. Justice. You know, that's our third round pick, and Derek Forrest. So we picked a corner and a safety, and uh, the Jamin Davis pick. So those are like, obviously, we don't have any D line issues. You don't have any defense issues. I think that's really going to be, you guys are going to hurt people. Like, like Hardigan was saying, you're going to hurt Jalen hurts. You're going to hurt Daniel Jones. You're going to end his career. Most likely. Well, you know, Tom Brady game managed the shit out of us. You know, like he got the ball out before, you know, fools could even get to him. 
He's the and goat. So, and so this is supposed to, you know, address those issues. We but, shall right. see. But detour off of that, because I did want to ask, based on the Cameron Cheeseman pick, who amongst your draft picks or even UDFA picks was the best name? Well, yeah. I mean, also Benjamin St. Justice. Actually, it's not even Justice. It's St. Just. 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 You guys drafted Charlie St. Cloud? You know that movie's about like a dead kid and like an abortion or something. It's a very weird, Ooh, very huh. weird movie that you should pop on if you get a chance. I our guy, just because I thought of it and I wanted to bring it up uh, as a reason to say his name, DiCaprio Boodle. Yo, that's crazy. I like that a lot. Yeah. UDFA DiCaprio Boodle, but you get both of the worlds. You know, sounds like a really nice bread. Ooh. <laughs> I would take a side of that. Like a bread with olives in it? Oh, yeah. I have I have some bread. I went to an Indian casino this weekend uh, outside of Solvang, California. Had had a great vaccinated time and then bought a bunch of really nice breads, cheeses, and olive oils. So uh, just, a, just letting the people know, you know, off of that. Yeah. Just, that sounds uh, excellent. We also got some boodle in the in in the in the in cheese the, in the suitcase right now. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, we uh, drafted a guy named Shaka Tony. That's not a bad name. That is a good name. A couple seventh round DNs. I like that we made trades and picked up some extra. Pi- like if any of these picks after the fifth round worked out, that's free money. Mm-hmm. Those players are not even supposed to make the team. That's just I for ESPN. The, the most inco- important question for me for Jamal is how did the Johnson family on a whole feel about the fo- the football team's draft? We felt good. We didn't want us to, we didn't want to freak out and do anything crazy for a quarterback, anything short of Aaron Rodgers who gives a shit and uh we all wanted a linebacker first. It's a linebacker. Oh, nice. It's a pro linebacker family first off. But it's clearly the only hole in the defense when you watch the team. Cuz I will say this Aside from my saying the Eagles and how boring they're going to be, Hardigan family, rave reviews for Devontae Smith. Everybody's excited for him. Every Eagles fan I know is excited to watch this guy play. So, you know, that's nice that the fan base can agree that we'll be bad, but we're excited for How did you guys – How what was the deal with the Giants? What are the Giants doing? Are You guys, you guys were both just like, fuck the Cowboys this much. No, I still we don't, said fuck the Giants. Fuck the Giants, yeah. You traded with the Cowboys. Yes, collusion. Yeah, well, it it broke out that way because the Cowboys wanted a corner, and they went both corners. Patrick Sertain and I can't remember the other guy's name went. So they were like, "Just we have to get one right now." That's what they wanted. Both the dudes that they wanted went, and so the Cowboys were like, "Now we we don't need a receiver. If we draft one, our our fans will be so pissed at us." And so they knew they could trade back and grab the linebacker who they ultimately got. And so it just worked out that we knew the Giants wanted a receiver because later in the first round, the Giants still got a receiver. They got your I think they traded back as well. Yeah. 2021 Ortega Whiteside. That's who they got. Yes, it does seem that way. (laughs) And, you know, it's it's for all the the fuck you Cowboys bluster that y'all Eagles fans try to come out with every single year with all your deep hatred for all things Jerry Jones. You're willing the second a deal comes across the table that you like to That's just side with the enemy. Philadelphia isn't a threat this season. If the Cowboys are looking at the landscape and say, we don't care if the Eagles get the Heisman Trophy winner, 
they're not worried about us and they shouldn't be. That's me. To me, that's Jerry Jones being like, I don't give a fuck what the Eagles do. We're more worried about the Giants and the Skins or the team. And so go for it, Eagles. Give us a third round pick. Thanks. Fleeced. I don't know if the listeners are aware of this, but all our teams are going to play each other this season. I know. That is exciting stuff. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually scared of the Washington football team, to be honest. And I'm uh, I'm a little more scared, I suppose. Maybe scared isn't the word, but just kind of, you know, vexed by what the Broncos did because it's the same thing as what the football team did, which is just every position rock solid on defense, on paper, but just dudes who can just bite the shit out of an offensive lineman's ass and go right for your $150 million, $200 million quarterback. And, you know, it's in my nightmares. That kind of thing that happened to us at the Super Bowl is a part of my nightmares these days. And I feel like Jamel's guys are there. You're that kind of team. Well, we'll that'll see. be your ultimate test, right? Depending on where it falls in the season to see if this revamped line actually can hold up against the best D-line. It'll be a even, playoff test. Yeah, if it's even a stalemate, we win. But I reserve, the, I reserve the right. I reserve the right to not believe into this team until October. That's fine. Thank now, that, right. that's another thing we haven't talked about in a while because last we discussed fantasy football, Jamel, you said you were out. You're out on another yeah. year of fantasy. Yeah, yeah, done. Permanently that, done. That is, the, that is the stake in the heart of our Ridiculousness Fantasy League. Good. I'm sick of losing to people who don't work with us. <laughs> it's just one we guy. Are. And yeah, Ryan he always Connor wins. technically doesn't work. But you could, go, you could roll Fitzy out there and then just have a time. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll go eight and eight, and everybody will suck each other off. It'll be fine. Eight, eight and nine. All right, eight and nine. <laughs> Thank you. We just talked about the states of our teams, and you could bet against the Eagles, or you could bet for the Chiefs, or you could light your money on fire uh, if you're looking at the Washington football team. And the best place to do that is bet online. Fuck yeah, bet online. I've got money sitting in my bet online account right now because I do not know how to transfer things out of Bitcoin, or I think you need to do it that way. It doesn't matter. I have money that I won from betting on the draft and on the Oscars. That's what Bet Online offers you. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the NBA, including the MLB and the NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. You can make money on BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Look, if you search BetOnline, it's going to come up. Come up. Yeah, you're going to find out where you're going. You know our heart. Yeah, exactly. You've been there? I'll tell you somewhere else I've been. Kansas City. I think anybody who listens to this podcast knows that. And they know that because I'm from Kansas City, I will not be lying to you when I talk about Kansas City stakes. Hey, you work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up on those summer BBQs with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% 
off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout for classic steak cuts from Prime to Kobe to hard-to-find specialty cuts. We get weird in KC. And more than that, they've got it all. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Every order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying a steakhouse quality meal from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, KC strips, steak burgers, all beef jumbo fat ass hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. I know I could just slap a couple of steaks together as the bread then throw in some fucking ground beef, a couple of hot dogs. It's a Kansas City Steak Burger. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Once again, I'm telling you this because it is such a great deal. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com, get 10% off your order, and free shipping with the code SD. That's KansasCitySteak.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Take it from me, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Because I know KC. Yep. Sort of. Okay. Time for our mailbag. You've got mail. Every week on this show, we receive mail from our listeners, our fans, just people around the league. Famous people alive and dead have written us. But each one of us are going to dig into this mailbag, grab a piece of mail, and give it a read. Uh, Danny, you want to show us how it's done? Sure. I'm enjoying the going first, getting it over with. Uh, All right, let me pull one out of the bag. Actually, I'll go bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. Love the show. Just want to say that all this draft talk kind of overshadowed a bigger story in the NFL. That pansy Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. They'll only let world-class, working-class guys like me do copperfit ads. But before Trebek's body is cold... They've got that smug soy boy in the studio pretending like he knows jack shit about Chinese opera or whatever. Well, guess what? I'm the starter. He's the backup. You should have me, Brett Favre, hosting game shows. I can do them all. Who wants to be a millionaire? Everyone. But you're not going to raise my taxes for your government handouts. Family feud? Yeah, say one thing at Thanksgiving about vaccines causing gayness and you'll be in one too. Press your luck? I know all about that. I was sending dick pics to reporters for years until I finally got whammied. The wall? Let's build it! Signed, Eric. Signed, Brett Favre. Wow. The legend himself. Seems like they're going to be rivals for life. You think they're going to have a sit-down ever? Do like a... A Jay-Z and Nas type thing where they need to sit down and just let no, bygones gonna, be bygones. They're going to do a rap song together. Produced by DJ Khaled. to heal. It's it is odd that they are, they say they're friends. And so maybe there's like some kind of evolution that's taken place since the moment that Brett Favre got Aaron Rodgers. And now the exact same thing is happening to Aaron Rodgers. And he's being the Brett Favre in this situation. He, if he hates Brett Favre, why is he doing exactly what Brett Favre did? Wouldn't you try to rebel in some way? 
Look, it's you a vicious always, cycle, Danny. You we end don't up becoming become your our dad. parents. Yeah, yeah, you always end up becoming your dad. It's no way around it. But Aaron Rodgers cares about his public image, I think. He really does understand the media a little bit more than some of these other dopes do. And I feel like what looks good is to do the Alex Smith thing. That's become the famous way to be so that the public will love you as the incumbent quarterback. You're like, you'll sit down with the new guy, teach him everything you know, even if it's not really everything you know. You just get that narrative started that you were the good, the shaman, you know, the, the Sherpa who leads this new quarterback into the heights of greatness for your city. Speaking of this, did you see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, has said he's going to do just that for Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. And he compared the situation to he and Tom Brady in New England, which famously didn't work out. And it led to Tom Brady getting, being butthurt and stomping around and demanding they trade Garoppolo, which they did. And getting rid of so, a better quarterback <laughs> than both of them, I think, Jacoby Brissett. So... <laughs> What is Garoppolo talking about that he's going to be just like Tom Brady to his Trey Lance? Like that is a horrible analogy. Cause Jimmy G would be lucky to be even Alex Smith. He just wants to be mentioned in the, in the vaunted terminology of an Alex Smith because he's just sucks so much. He's just not good. When his leg blows up, it'll all go as the prophecy foretold. Okay. I got a letter here from uh, former President Barack Obama. Wow. It reads, hey guys, big fan of the program. Wanted to see how you felt about my Bears finally taking their quarterback in Justin Fields. Is he going to break the curse of dog shit quarterback play in Chicago? Signed, your friend Barack Obama. P.S. Subscribe to my podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Thanks. He really does try to do that. That like, here's, you know, I like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of music. He comes out with the playlist. Obviously, it's the stuff he really likes. And then a few, just to make sure white people don't abandon him. A few industry plants. Yeah. Yeah. Every every home needs sure. them. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin Fields. Uh, we texted our boss, Matt Harris, about this. Diehard Chicago Bears fan. He thinks there's nothing they can do to... <laughs> Uh, lift the curse that's on this position for his team. But it's at some point you're going to get a guy who's decent in there, right? Like I don't see why it couldn't be Justin Fields. I know we know Jamel's theory on Ohio state quarterbacks and big program quarterbacks, but but you know, back to back, maybe there's an exception. There might be an exception. And also poor Andy Dalton and all this, right guys, Andy Dalton fancying himself the Tom Brady in this situation. No way. If I'm Andy (laughs) Andy Dalton, I'm shooting the place up. Look, man. Yeah, he's just happy to be employed, man. So you think they need to metal detector Andy Dalton every time he enters the building? I'm just saying he's going to come in with a with a custom made red rifle. Wow! And start blowing away the Bears executives for doing him so dirty. Just two months ago, they're like, "This is our starter." Remember that fucking the the QB one post. Oh yeah, with Andy Dalton yeah. in the Bears uniform, it was unnatural then, bro. So whoever posted that got fired right away. Man, they had no business. Somebody was just antsy with their hands on the trigger, dog. You just drunk on the weekend. You're like, oh, maybe I should tweet something. That's what happens at these in these workplace shootings. Is when the the guy just one day he feels like the outcast, and then one day he finds out everybody's been laughing at him, and the next day it's it's the bullets start flying, and that's what all I'm saying is that could happen. How can he be mad? The jerseys match his face. 
he's never played for a team that matches his orange physique better. But that's what I'm saying. Well, he, he still they, won't be playing. Yeah, they made him that. feel like he was the guy, and then they did the carry. They put him up on the pedestal, and then they pour pig's blood on his ass. Andy Dalton should be happy he's alive, okay? He should have died in Dallas. <laughs> oh, man. And he's free. He'll probably get a fucking Chicago PD cameo off of this. That would be great. I would. Uh, he should. He should probably try to get his own Chicago, like Chicago football, and it's its own NBC <laughs> spinoff show, an hour long drama. I'm just the worst football team. Oh man! And none of their problems ever get resolved. That's compelling television. But there's like one couple, young hot couple, who's having a steamy affair behind the scenes. Yeah. It's always what it's like on those shows. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Dalton's blackmailing them, and that's why he never gets cut. Now he's the, he's the Olivia Pope. He's the star of the show. He's the fixer. He's the oh, you okay. know, the man the or like the Tom Selleck Blue Bloods, the you know, the the, the Viola Davis, like who, whatever you want. He is the he is the face of the show. And then but then it's the younger people who get most of the screen time. What if we just <clears throat> replace Queen Latifah on the Equalizer with Andy Dalton. Same show. Yeah, the Equalizer, because he always goes eight and eight. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Uh, okay, Justin Fields, good luck, buddy. I know, Chicago. Hope it works out, history, But it. they're still a good team. There's, they were in the playoffs last year. They've been pretty good this whole Matt Nagy era. They just have had the worst quarterback play you could possibly imagine. Allen Robinson's got to be stoked. Uh, Jamel, you got a letter? Uh, yeah, I do. I've got a letter who comes to us, comes to us from uh, Jesus Christ. Whoa. Hey, guys. It's your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, otherwise known as Tom Tebow's agent. Oh, sorry, <laughs> let me retake that. I said Tom Tebow. <laughs> I like it. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Tim Tebow's agent, otherwise known as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Tim first signed with Nazareth Sports, I told him the road would be long and winding, and here we are, back in the back on an NFL roster as a tight end. But listen, through good representation, all things are possible. It wasn't all me, though. I mean, the Broncos was me, but he got that Mets deal on his own. That was some one set of footprints type shit. Uh, Tim has returned to team up with his with my dad, Urban Meyer, once and for all. Uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute. Job bless. Uh, I want another season of Ballers, where it's just all about The Rock trying to get Tim Tebow on another team. Oh, that'd be good. Better than that Vegas bullshit. Yeah. I'm in the Vegas season right now. and uh, Did it happen yet? Did I don't think it? it happened yet. I don't know what we're talking. So I'm watching Ballers right now, Danny, and Jamel said he turned off the series at one point because something happens that's so outrageous that he couldn't watch anymore. And I think I'm right there. I'm coming up on it. And you which know, season is this season? Third? Third, fourth? Third season. Third, yeah. Third that's season. when things start to... But Jamal, I thought you said it was the last season it happens in. Third, I, there's another one after that? Yeah. I thought there was wow. five seasons of that. There might be... Yeah, there might be more. Whichever one is the Vegas year, you'll see. I just... Okay. Maybe it's just me, but I seen it and I was like, all right. It wasn't the dream, right? He had a dream. And then the <laughs> no. falling apart. Okay. No, 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 no. This is real. I thought that was the moment, and then they pulled out of it, and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I hope I'll know when I see I don't it. want to spoil it for you. No, please don't. 
Please do not, because I got to be right there. That's so uh, funny. Tim that, Tebow, you, yeah. Well, I was just saying to say, because you mentioned earlier that, that Kim is in D.C. She's out of town a lot. And I can understand, like, you you know, we're on the Zoom. You know, you've grown out the beard a little. The hair's a little disheveled. And you're on season three of Ballers. It just seems like you're just kind of the most, like, the stereotypical, like, guy with nothing to do. A lone man. Yeah. yeah. This is I a have, lone man 101. I have these uh, great weed gummies that I got. And I am just, and I have not, I, I'm not really a TV person. I don't watch the good shows. I don't like to binge things. Uh, and I accidentally started Ballers like a week ago. And that's exactly what's happened. I just can't stop watching it. It's so stupid i can't say it's good but it's perfect to i understand why people do this i half watch it i totally know what's going on yada yada also it's because i got this fucking guest on the show i wanted to make sure they called him the black swan and then i started watching it (laughs) i mean it's it's cool it's just a little insulting to me i invited i was trying to get you guys to come over for the draft and hang out turns out you needed to watch fucking ballers the whole time i guess that was the sticking Mm. point Look, depression yeah. works in many ways. I would have to bring the dog with me. That's the that's my uh, my trapping right now. She still can't stay here by herself, which is a whole other story. Uh, final thoughts for the week, Danny. All right, let's fucking close it out with uh, another thing about Patrick Mahomes. Just because I can't stop, but I do have some stuff. Uh, insider knowledge. First off, this is just another Patrick Mahomes is a perfect man. Let's call it part 50. Uh, two little items. One, he supports his wife's soccer team. They came out with the, the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, Brittany Matthews, co-owner, part of the ownership group of the Kansas City NWSL team. And he posted because he came out to the big opening season game of the NWSL and supported his wife along with Travis Kelsey, brought a bunch of the players out. What a fucking man. What a good guy. Just, you know, just being supportive towards his wife, supportive towards women's soccer, you know, progressive as fuck. This guy is just amazing. And then part two, I got an inside tip from a former guest of the show, Brooks Whelan, letting me know that over this past weekend, in Dallas, Patrick Mahomes attended a stand-up comedy show. What? Excuse Went to me. a comedy club, supported live comedy after the pandemic. I mean, can you get any better than this? Wow. This you is gotta give it up, Jamel, you got to give it up. You're, still, you're the only one out there still treading the boards, trying to become a legit stand-up comic trying to do his thing and you've got the support of Patrick Mahomes. You gotta, you gotta give him something for that. I'm going to start dressing like Paula Poundstone just in case I see this man out. I mean, you need an angle. Kip, Kip's suggestion was always, uh, you know, I know it never, it's not practical, but he always told, what did he tell you, uh, Danny, to just be an umpire was maybe one of them. And oh, I be remember like the year out guy. The oldest he he always talks about gimmicks when he's giving yeah. out stand up advice. Uh, the one that I'll always remember from our boss Kip is he said, uh, "Just gain two hundred pounds wherever <laughs> you're really at. Gain two hundred more pounds." It is pretty good because some fat guys are getting small. Ian Carmel is small as shit now, so that's like a fat I guy know. spot that's open. 
Yeah, there are so few fat guys, and a couple of the fat guys that I knew who I thought were funny ended up moving back home during the pandemic, so we lost a few, and it feels like this is the time. I mean, you're talking about those ill-fitting jerseys, Jamel. Like, I think you should just lean into it and just, you know, you're not, you're not nearly big enough, to be honest. Your face is actually looking much leaner in the Zoom right now. You look lean and clean, and I don't like it. It's not making me I laugh. Know. I know you had the whole pandemic to really go for this thing, and you and you kind of went the other way. I tried to Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Tommy Bahama jersey is going to help. Yeah, exactly. No, I got no. I bought some fat guy clothes. Nah, don't you don't you worry about that. I'm gonna look like Andy Reid when it's time to look like Andy Reid. That's what I'm. That's what I do. That is my dream. Uh, I've I've written uh, I've written a few movie scripts, and in every one of them, I've tried to find a cameo for Andy Reid. Andy he Reed. belongs in movies. I totally yeah. agree with that. He makes me laugh. I'm for it. Jamal, final thoughts this week? Uh, stay in school, kids. I got nothing. Great. Well, I'll do two. Uh, okay, so final thoughts for me. I want to talk about some of my former teammates uh, throughout the years. I've played in high school, played in college. Uh, so shout out to my former uh, quarterback at Chapman. Uh, Eric Marty, he just got the offensive coordinator position at Grambling State, mm, which is huge. a big well, deal. I mean, this no is, Tigers. you know, he was the head coach of a couple different junior colleges, uh, Reedley being one of them, where Josh Allen was, and he was very successful, and he just got this big kind of promotion. So just happened today, very proud of him and excited for him, so pumped about that. And then on a, a much shittier note, uh, two of my high school former players, uh, uh, I've been dwelling on their deaths recently because, you know, it's sad that the two biggest things that happened last year, which were police brutality and COVID, were two of the things that took my former friends and, and teammates, uh, Tyrell Wilson and Augie Baca. So I didn't want to talk about it in the locker room thing because it's like a free-flowing thing, but it just is one of those things where it, it hits you where it's like, these things aren't political weapons. Like these are very real realities in this country, even if it doesn't directly happen to you. Um, I know we see it on the news a lot and you see the numbers of the COVID deaths and it's just astronomical and you can't wrap your head around it. But these are, you know, there's always, there's a person behind each one of those numbers. And then with police brutality, I mean, it's something that this country has been plagued with since day one. And it's just as fucking bad as ever. And, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to talk about because you don't want to get too much into specifics, but uh, yeah. So shout out to those two guys. You know, it's made me weirdly reconnect with a bunch of people I haven't talked to in a long time. It's a shitty reason to reach out and talk to your old teammates and friends, but you know, stuff like this brings you back together. So been talking to a lot of my old teammates recently and kind of, you know, just talking about those dudes and our memories of the guys who we lost. So, um, yeah, RIP to those guys. Sorry to end the show on a downer, but uh, you know, got real there for a second. Oh man, that's great. And yeah, that's fine, I mean, man. Say their names, and I guess that's all we can do because this this shit sucks. Get vaccinated. Yeah, please. And stay please. away from the police if you can. <laughs> yeah, if you can, <laughs> please. Both of these things. Stay away from COVID. Stay away from the cops. Thanks. No reason to approach either one of those things.
um, yeah, I know it's hard to now flip it and say sorry for uh, whatever stupid football shit we just talked about. But uh, we'll be back on Locker Room every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's live show. Download the app. You can jump on the show. Uh, it's been really fun. We're gearing up for the actual season. So on Monday night games, we'll get to be a part of the kickoff. So these are the early shows. Come figure it out with us. You know what I mean? We're we're getting ready for the season. That show is going to be a well-oiled machine by the time September rolls around. Or it will just be as loose as ever forever. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just rely on our once a month shows during the off season for any type of structure. Yeah, if you like structure, if you've got if you're listening to this and you're on the spectrum, be careful. <laughs> uh and I guess we're sorry for uh, making you wait for so long for the regular version of this program. And won't be so long next time. Very sorry, folks. Super sorry. Very sorry. <laughs>